were really talking about how you don't want your users to have to guess at what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. they got to instantly, and now more than ever, right? They got to instantly know by the image, by the headline, maybe a subheadline or a, a tagline, like what is this here? What am I going to get? And like they got to know it in half a second. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's great to have you with us. Uh, really special show today. I know, I know I say it every time, but name one that hasn't been special. <laughs> uh, my guest today is one of my favorite people on the planet. She's incredibly brilliant in a lot of different areas. Uh, primarily, she is the tech diva. She's an amazing uh, web designer, web developer, and now conversion optimization specialist. She's responsible for the success of my site at copychief.com, that awesome design you see there. Uh, and her site is techdivamedia.com. And there's some case studies there that you're definitely going to want to download and look at and study because like me, you probably wonder, you know, how do we know what converts on a landing page? It's, as I'm sure you know, it's not just the copy. Uh, it's a lot of elements that go into that. And Chelsea is one of the people at the forefront of testing relentlessly what works and what doesn't and using best practices to help her clients, you know, really kill it. So Chelsea, thanks so much for being here. I'm thrilled to have you on today. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. It's awesome to be here. It's good to connect with you and to be able to talk shop a little bit. Yeah, it's always fun. You're one of those people. I, I always feel guilty at the end of a call because I realize. I said 15 minutes and it's been an hour and a half. <laughs> no, but that's all good. I always want more, right? You always leave me wanting more, which is good. So. <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're just brilliant and fun and, and, and great to talk to and generous. You're very generous with your knowledge and I appreciate that. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to uh, share, you know, where your business is now and to find out that you've been hyper-focused on conversion optimization you know, for, for the last year or so. Tell me how that became the main thing in your business. Sure. No, great question. So I've been building sites for about 12 years now and, you know, was doing fine bumbling along, you know, understanding marketing and building websites for people. But what I was realizing is that um, it's just so much more than building a website. Even if you have your copyright, your design right, it works great on all devices, all this stuff. Like I would build sites and then, you know, leave and be done and go on to the next client. And yet the frustration that a client would have is usually, yeah, but now what? Or mm-hmm. like, but, you know, okay, so how do I get people to it or whatever? That was always the next question. So then that evolved naturally to, oh, well, we need to drive traffic. So there's lots of ways to do that. But then, so I started, I partnered up with, with someone. I have a buddy, Pascal, who um, I partner with to drive traffic. So we would drive traffic to my client sites. But then that still wasn't solving the problem because it's like, oh, but the problem is uh, we don't know what's actually working. So mm. we can get all the traffic in the world to your site if, you know, for a certain price, right? Um, but if your site doesn't perform, it doesn't matter. It's wasted money. It's throwing money down the toilet. Yes, so right. it was kind of the pain of going through months of, you know, being able to 
launch a site and then drive traffic to it. But then seeing the site just kind of sit there and not really perform and, you know, the client would want to tweak things, but wouldn't, you know, we're not really sure what we're tweaking. It really came down to being like, yeah, but we don't know what's working, what's not working. Oh, because we haven't really tested anything. Um, and so that testing can look like testing who the customer avatar is, like who are you even talking to, or testing where to find that customer avatar. Are they on Facebook? Are they on Google? Are they in a magazine? Are they, you know, on the street? Mm -hmm. um, and then it can be testing how are they motivated? Are they motivated by a fear more than um, a desire or a dream? Mm. Or, you know, like what's going to make them take action? And, and so kind of once you start to nail that stuff down, well, then sure, then we can feed that back into the site and the results skyrocket. And, you know, you don't have to put as much money into getting traffic there because it starts to really take off when you know these answers, right? So yeah. it just sort of naturally evolved. It wasn't, I didn't kind of pick conversion optimization and then start studying it and then put the shingle out and say, hey, that's what I do now. <laughs> right. It's more like I kind of felt like my train just sort of drove this way in the last couple of years of mm. like, oh, this is kind of naturally what what I need to be offering as, as an entrepreneur myself that's trying to create value for people, this is really where it's at. Because it's like the next phase after launching a site that really drives it, you know? Right. That's a great point. And, you know, we're starting to see this trend with freelance copywriters now as well, where it's like, you know, it's just, it's almost weird to me that it went on as long as it did the old way that you just described of, People waking up and going, oh, okay, I just heard we need a better website, so let's go find someone to build us a, a website. Oh, and now we need to actually get people to come to the website, so let's figure out who can do that. And like just these like one-night stand propositions. Right. And, and then they're looking up and going, all right, we got a cool-looking site, and we had some traffic for a month there, uh, but still there's not that many buyers. Oh, I guess we need better copy. Let's go get a copywriter. And it's like, oh, crap, now we don't have any more traffic. <laughs> it's just totally. A, this That's weird, exactly like, right. marketing yeah. whack-a-mole existence, you know? Exactly. It's so true. And I think because I did the whack-a-mole thing for a while uh, and realizing, but we just, we don't know what we're aiming at. Like, mm -hmm how can you possibly keep just trying to get the next best thing or, or, you know, I had several clients over the years come back and be like, well, we need to redesign the website because it's just not working. Um, but they wouldn't have really any clue. Like they just wanted to look more hip or something. Right. Um, but no real clue. Like, but would that even work with your audience? Maybe your audience likes the way it is, you know, like right. how do you even know? So it's just like thousands of dollars and hours and hours of time can get wasted when you don't know what the hell you're shooting for, you know? Yeah, when I mean, you don't have a model of what, what works, right? Right. And I'm, I know as a designer, and I always feel guilty because I, I always, I apologize to designers when I start working with them. I go, look, I, I, I will not know if, if, if it's what I want until I see it, I, I, you know? Like, it's got to be torture to have a client with like no visual you know, idea of what they want. But I'm one of those people. Like my wife can walk into an empty house and see how it would look, right? Like as ours. And I'm going, yeah, it looks big enough. I guess it's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't see any of that, right? <laughs> and so is it, it must be super helpful now to kind of have some proven models like to just, okay, we're going to start with a, with a successful template and build from there, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there really is... Um... I think the the number one thing I've found, I mean, being a, I was an art major in school, being a designer, quote, quote, all about the aesthetics and the beauty. And, you know, as much as I want to say it's, oh, it's this creative thing that you hit on. 
it really is a science. It, it comes down to the numbers. And um, I also love math, so that's great. But um, <laughs> it really is like a database thing. So after running the same sort of tests and experiments over time and studying what the big guys do, like whatever, whether it's, um, you know, Dean Jackson, whether it's Evan Pagan, whether, you know, yeah. what are those guys doing? What's Google doing? What's Amazon doing? You see similarities across the board. There's a really great site um, that your listeners might be interested in if they're interested in this is uh, marketingexperiments.com. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. And they're all the time showcasing their conversion experiments. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, it's not rocket science. It's really not. Like, there's a definite rhythm to what makes a, a site perform. And it, you know, I, I'd love to say it comes down to design because I'm a designer, but it really is more about the message. And so, you know, having something that's clean and the message can is very obvious. So someone doesn't have to work to figure out who it's for or what it's about or, you know, whatever you do, it's like you don't want people to work. There's a really great book called Don't Make Me Think um, that uh, is just awesome for really talking about how you don't want your users to have to guess at what you're doing. Like Mm. they got it instantly and now more than ever, right? They got to instantly know by the image, by the headline, maybe a subheadline or a a tagline, like what is this here? What am I going to get? And like they got to know it in half a second, right? Yes, yes. You know? And so the design certainly weighs in a bit on that part of like, it's got to be a good image. It's got to convey a certain tone, the font selection, blah, blah, blah. But it's really like, what is that message there? Um, and so if you get down, okay, the core of it is the message. And it's kind of this uh, sort of, we have a, a general design that sort of works more or less nine times out of 10, but it's the message. Then you got to get into, okay, but what message? And like I said before, maybe it's a negative based, fear based message. Like, are they moving away from something Mm -hmm. or are they wanting to to create something? And how do you know? Yeah. You know, you don't know. And you can guess all day long, but guessing it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, when it, you know, most people cannot afford the traffic to, to, to guess, guess wrong or, you know, even to really test effectively, honestly, right. You, you get, absolutely got to be starting with something, you know, works at least for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe, I mean, my, I'm just sort of uh, feeling it out, but I'm, my guess is if you're someone and you, you know, you understand this concept of testing, but it's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of guessing along the way because you think maybe it's going to cost a lot of money to like set up a split test, or maybe it's just like, how would I even go about doing that? It can be as simple as duplicating your homepage, just making a clone of it. And there's even WordPress plugins, right? I, I build only on WordPress because it's just easier, right? So if you have a site on WordPress, there's plugins that are just, they'll duplicate your page. So you literally clone your page, change the copy on one of them. You can set up a Facebook ad, run it for a couple of days and see which one gets the most um, click-throughs and, you know, whatever, convert on the page for your offer. And, you know, it can be as simple as five days. You'll know immediately, oh, well, that one worked better. It's, you know, it's not hard. So then you test the next thing. I mean, you, you're testing kind of one element yes. at a time. Right. But it's not hard. It's It's literally just setting up a duplicate and, running some people to it or maybe you don't want to do facebook ads maybe you're that's not really a fit maybe it's more like you know going to your customer base and you know sending out a survey or just asking some people that have bought from you you know wouldn't wouldn't mind giving their two cents for a second showing Mm -hmm. them both versions just getting some feedback from your target customer it's not feedback from you Mm -hmm. and it's not feedback from like your friend or your mom or your wife or your husband it's it's feedback from the target customer you know that's what what counts Oh yeah, nothing will cost you more money than polite uh, feedback. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, and, and you know it's one thing to be like, oh well, that looks nice, honey. Like, but that tells you nothing, right. you know. It, 
just can't go with that. No, boy, that's a big one. Uh, so cool. Well, um, God, I cannot wait to get to the big question of the show with you because uh, you have so many great case studies. Um, and I don't want to, I don't know your answer and I don't want to ruin uh, your answer, but I'd love to talk about some of the case studies in your, in your examples. Oh, sure. um, yeah. So this is, uh, you will find this, by the way, uh, techdivamedia.com. And uh, you, you can uh, hover over the about and there's a link there. It says case studies. And you definitely want to download this PDF because there's uh, five before and after landing pages here. And it's really interesting as I look through them, Chelsea, because some of them look just fine to me. They all look just fine, right? I mm -hmm. mean, uh, to, to, the, to the untested eye, right? Or to the mm -hmm. untested market. But these people all came to you because even though their site looks great and you would think it has the elements, it just was not doing its job wasn't right. making sales, getting people engaged. Uh, so um, uh, can I just kind of ask questions randomly about different ones in this? Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. I really love this one, the uh, the Healing Barn. Uh, it looks like they do their, uh, like maybe vet veterinarians or it's an e-commerce site where they sell like ultra, you know, organic, healthy uh, pet food, that kind Correct. of thing. Yeah, yeah, pet and horses, yep. Exactly. And horses, right. And so the original homepage, you're thinking, okay, there's the banner ad. It's got a nice picture of horses and dogs and the, all the things I should think I want to see. Um, and then there's, a, you know, a, a bunch of kind of menu items and different things. Uh, and, you know, you could look at that and go, yeah, it looks like I kind of know what to do when I get there. What was, what was the issue? And then, but then I see you're after and I go, oh yeah, it's just like, I just instantly kind of relax. <laughs> yeah. And it, and I think that's actually a great, uh, a great example to point out is that we didn't like, we didn't change the content, uh, you know, so much, but we altered the design to just make it a lot less. Like there were so many things on their original site, mm -hmm. uh, your eye was going everywhere, right? So there was no hierarchy yeah. of information. Mm. Um, so you land there and you know, the homepage itself, it, it had like all these links on the sides. It has buttons below. It's got their contact information. They got all the things there that they need. But, oh, my God, it's one of those don't make me think examples where mm. there's 30 places I can click. Um, yeah. You know, I'm looking for something for my horse that's got a certain condition. Like, how do I even begin, you know, eh. So, and, um, you know, just qualifying them because they, um, they're, they're really ex experienced at this, right? And they have... Um, they have horse stables and they have all this stuff besides just being a seller. So on the redesign, we kind of showcased an image from their horse farm and basically talked about their experience. So like when you land on the homepage, you're relaxed, you get, you're in a, a website where you're working with experts that really know horses that love horses like you probably do. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of conveying all that in just an image and some, a headline. And then on their product pages, we just got rid of a lot of riffraff. Like there's still tons of content on their product pages, but it's more organized in a hierarchy now so that someone can first see the price, see what it is, and then they can scroll down and see a video of, you know, a horse and talking about the specific product. And then this Corona, it's like, it's more organized. So your eye just relaxes and the yeah. page guides you through it rather than just being like, here's everything, you know, buy it now. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in, in the land of marketing and, and websites, we talk about above the fold, uh, which is an old newspaper term 
meaning that's the most valuable real estate because anything above the fold of the paper is what would peer through the newspaper box uh, back in the day when there was such a thing. <laughs> and right. so we use that same idea, that same terminology of when somebody lands on a uh, your website, what are they going to see? What is, uh, I, and maybe this is a side question about how this has changed with tablets and mobile now, but um, that, you know, actually knowing what, what is the above the fold. But in the traditional above the fold, you know, I think based on this example, people have the same uh, misguided tendency to uh, that people when they're writing headlines have the same problem is I, they feel like they have to close the deal with the headline, right? Yeah. Like, like oh my God, this is my, this is my one chance Put everything to, in there. Yeah, to speak to people. And if I don't tell them every awesome thing that it does, then they're not, they're, I'm going to lose them, you know? And you, and you yes. panic and you're just like, you know, throwing up at people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's, um, Another blog I really like, uh, besides marketing experiments, is one called ConversionXL.com. Oh, yeah, yeah Pepe, the guy yeah. is yeah, a ninja amazing. with us. So he's like yeah. he's my total mentor. Um, yeah. I hope to meet him one of these days. But uh, Pep Lahai, I think it's uh, Pep Laya. Yep. Pep Laya. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Totally demolished his name. <laughs> Sorry. Right. He never it's a, it's, a, it's the hardest one in the world to ever. It looks <laughs> nothing like it sounds. I, oh, yeah. I knew I was going to mess that up. Anyway, so. <laughs> His articles are phenomenal, and he has an article on there. You can probably Google it um, about the above the fold quote thing and mm -hmm. how people, you know, they it's the right idea, but then it just goes so wrong when you try to shove everything up there. And and I guess that's maybe the the concept that I'm we're pulling at here is just a hierarchy of your information. So figure out what is the number one point that is the most like if you're doing the 80 20 rule right mm -hmm. Pareto's principle or whatever so what's the 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 20 percent like the most juiciest thing you can absolutely feature maybe it's a fear that someone's running away from that's like their most driving thing like what is that and put that at the top and that's the one thing you focus on with one call to action right mm -hmm. and so if you don't know because you're like yeah but there's there's like six things they're probably looking for i'm going to feature all six I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to maybe venture further. Like, yeah, but is there one? Like maybe there's, in this case, actually with the healing barn, um, in the site you're seeing that's redesigned, if, you're, if you look at the case study, what we actually did, they actually weren't ready to invest in a full new site. Hmm. So what we did was created a mini site to feature just their horse products. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And so they could afford a mini site, which is just a few pages. And so they took just the products that were the, you know, the best sellers. So we took maybe eight products from their site, which has like, you know, whatever, 70 products on it. Mm -hmm. And they figured out what are the eight top performers. And then we put that on a page to optimize and learn what works so that they could then take that and either feed it back into their old site or whatever. But it, by taking it out and kind of breaking it down so you can start to figure out what sells the best. And now since since creating that we i've continued to work with them and now they have like one main product that they know for their horses sells so now we have one main landing page we run for their facebook ads um and that's you know we don't we just keep feeding back into the site the what we learn from the test but it's like we've narrowed it down and here's a client that would be like yeah but we've got 70 products we want to show them all not right. really right. like who's your number one customer who's the customer that's going to pay the most or buy the biggest order great. You're catering to that customer, right? Even if right. you have people that are buying for their cats or dogs, who's going to spend the most money? Probably a horse owner. Okay. What are they probably going to buy? You know, like, so really trying to dial into who's the customer that's going to spend the most mm -hmm. and cater to them 
and yeah. you know the rest of it will fall into place that's brilliant and this redesign increased conversion 64 percent in less than a week so super effective and just brilliant what you're saying so true uh you know focus on the big spenders uh and say you know like it's it's totally worth you know design 10 mini sites if you have to right absolutely <laughs> targeted towards you know and really speak to your customer because we go from this you know crowded busy overwhelming uh, options of things to click on uh into what you created which you know emphasizes their their experience uh and then you're speaking directly to the horse owner you know, the, the call to action, the button is shop for your horse now. Whereas on the other one, it's like uh, free shipping. Here's the code. And there's like, you know, are you looking for horse stuff, dog stuff, cat stuff? It is like, ah, oh, it doesn't no, feel like they specialize in anything. And when you go to the site, you, the mini site, you're like, ah, this is it. These people care as much as I do about my horse. Absolutely. And it, it comes back to... um. I don't know if this is Dean Jackson's original uh, story or what, but I've heard Dean Jackson say this multiple times, which is, you know, if you're looking for, if you have a headache and you go into the drugstore, you know, and you're looking for headache medicine, are you going to get like the typical pain reliever pills? Or are you going to get like the headache or are you going to get like the sinus headache medication? Like the one that's really drill, drilled down right. is the one you're going to get. And so these guys are really drilling down to horse owners really want to buy from people that are specifically marketing or specifically selling horse products, right? And they don't care if they sell dog products and cat products. They want the, the people that are specialized in the horses. Yeah. So, and, and I bet yeah. You, in, uh, you know, it's sure like a, a lot more cost effective to buy traffic uh, to go yes. to that interest, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, their costs have not, they've gotten better conversions now and their costs have not gone up, which is a really good thing to understand because we've narrowed down who we're speaking to. Mm -hmm. So now we're really specific what keyword we're targeting so it costs less. So their conversions are higher. It's costing less for them to target that keyword. So it's like a win-win when you start to, you know, maybe your first month of testing is your most expensive because you don't know. You're just running a bunch of tests. You're, you're running traffic to stuff you're testing. But it gets uh, less expensive over time as you start performing better and you get more dialed in. So it really is a, you know, a downward slope in your expenses and then hopefully an upward slope, of course, in your conversions. Yeah, you got to make the investment. Find out you know, who your best buyers are, if what you've created is causing them to take action. Because when you get that result and it's a positive result, now you own the world. Like you can decide intelligently how much to invest in traffic. That's when you really get into, you know, I put a dollar in and three come back out. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Now you know your cost per acquisition, your CPA, which is a big number to know in business, right? Like that's huge. And mm -hmm. most people don't know the first, they have no idea, right? Like what's right. their cost per acquisition. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you have those kind of numbers, now you're a quote, quote, solid business that yeah. can be sold, can grow. Like you, you really know how to grow. You know how to invest your resources because you're clear and it's not this sort of guesswork. Let's throw some stuff against the wall and see if it sticks um, kind of thing. Absolutely. Huge difference. That's night and day. I mean, it's the kind of thing where if you, if you watch Shark Tank, the people who get slaughtered <laughs> are the people who don't know the CPA, like, right? Or they don't really see the long-term vision of, of the product. Usually they know their numbers. I don't think you can get onto that stage if you don't like know your numbers pretty well, mm -hmm. like your mm -hmm. margins and things like that. But 
you know, it's like, you know, what to do about it or, you know, intelligently making the best next step about how to optimize that, you know, and get a, yeah. get a return on that knowledge and the success you've had creating a website that actually converts lookers into buyers. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. So definitely go to techdivamedia.com, get this case study, lots of, and even your portfolio there, Chelsea, you know, has a lot of great examples. Obviously these are, these are sites that look great, but they're, you know, they're designed with the purpose of converting. So if you want to know what does a badass uh, landing page and website look like to serve me as a business owner, plenty of examples here. Um, all right. So let's get to the essential question of the show. We've been talking case studies the whole time. Uh, so I'm really excited to hear your your answer here. So Chelsea O'Brien, what is the one thing you've done in marketing that has produced the most surprising results? Tested. <laughs> it goes back to what I was just talking about. It's testing. Like yeah. the most surprising. So um, two parts to that, I guess. So testing, one. The most surprising thing, the thing that I've seen work the most after testing is having case studies for personally for myself, right? Like the case studies we're talking about here, I think can be applied to any, you know, whether you're a copywriter, whether you're, um, you know, you sell horse products or whether you're a dentist, like having case studies is something that kind of speaks for itself, right? Mm -hmm. And there's usually a, a clever way to show a before and after of your, your customer, right? And people, it seems like people respond to case studies, um, you know, like you don't have to sell it when you have a case study. It's a, and it yeah. gives an instant picture in your target customer's mind or your target prospect's mind of what you're, you know, it, it's just like it speaks for itself. So it's like, oh, I see what they did before and after. Boom. It's like you don't have to qualify yourself. You don't have to argue your points. You don't have to talk about the benefits. Like literally just show before and after, right? Like yeah, yeah. we see it on People Magazine every January, the before <laughs> and after weight yeah. loss. Like that's what works, you know? It's yeah. like people does that for a reason. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, because we're, we're voyeurs, right? And and we want to, again, goes back to the don't make me think, like show me visually before, after, and I go, ah, I get right. it. Or th that either, wow, surprises me or it confirms my suspicion about what's effective. And then people naturally want to hear the details of the before and after. So like you said, if you're a dentist, obviously I want to see a bunch of crooked ass smiles on the left and a bunch of beautiful smiles on the right and totally. going, ah, I can identify with that crooked ass smile and I want that one on the right right absolutely yeah absolutely I actually have a dentist in Miami I'm working with uh, with that exact thing on his homepage the before and afters because mm -hmm. and because he, he's like a cosmetic dentistry or whatever you know it, but yeah like there's always some clever way to find a, a before and after and it, what it's also doing a before and after those two images it tells a story right and storytelling yes. is such yes. a big part of copywriting so you're, you're really telling a story without having to put a bunch of words there. And in today's instant gratification sort of, um, Visually you Visually know, driven yes. society, yeah. You, you know, I mean, you could have a before and after that you post up on Pinterest. You can post it on, you know, like you can post that and it immediately speaks in a way that like a bunch of copy can't do. So it's, a, it's also a format that can lend itself, um, you yes. know, to so many different mediums. That's such a great point. I mean, before and after, uh, you know, my little 60 second sales hook formula. That's what it is. It's, it's yeah. a one minute case study, right? Uh, before yeah. I struggled with, then I discovered, and now I am successful because, right? Right. It's, it's all it is. And, and so, 
you're so right that that is why case studies are, and then you said like the visual part of it is, is the instant gratification of that. And man, you know, uh, I guarantee any great piece of copy you have that effectively tells the story of a before and after, whether it's in 60 seconds or 20 minutes in a video, uh, if you have a visual to represent that story that people can instantly see and relate to, it's not going to satiate their desire to, you know, hear the story. It's going to only compel them to want to dive into it more. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. You're not having to force feed. Like they, they want to know more from you. Like they're reaching out to you and kind of a little key to that is in the before you want, I mean, you want your prospect to see themselves there or to, like, for instance, on my befores, I want someone to say what you said, which is like, well, these don't look that bad. You know, it's right, kinda, right. you know, and someone might say, well, that kind of looks like my site. Like, it doesn't look bad. Like, I want them to say that so they see themselves in the befores. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, so it's all about your prospect just steps right into your story with that image. Yeah, beautiful. Wow, Chelsea, this is uh, so good. Such great stuff. Uh, I'm thrilled that you're, you're headlong into this stuff now. I think there's not enough people uh, doing conversion optimization really you know on the level that you're committed to doing it now doing these case studies uh it is like we said night and day stuff and if you know if you're running a business and you have an offer and you're just constantly doing different stuff to try to spark sales and your dream is to just have consistent sales uh Chelsea is the kind of person you want to study and and get to know because uh, there's just not a lot of people doing what she does. You know, she mentioned Mech Labs, which is marketingexperiments.com, you know, Peplia, conversionxl.com. Uh, those people are great at giving you great information. And yeah, you could hire them, but they're out of reach for most people. And uh, Chelsea, I'm not positioning you as the bargain alternative by any means whatsoever. <laughs> I'm the Walmart of the conversion, <laughs> conversion optimization. No, but you know, the truth is, you know, this type of knowledge uh, isn't available to most, you know, starting out business owners or humming along business owners, right? And so- True, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and I think that that's, so many people that need this are are the small businesses, right? That yeah. they, you know, they're investing a little bit in their marketing. It's not like you don't have a site and you're just starting. I I don't like to work with people anymore that are just starting from scratch because that's no. you know, there's tons of people out there that can do that. That's not my my wheelhouse anymore. Yeah. But you know, if you know that you're you know you're doing fine, but God, you know you could probably do better. Um, awesome. Like that's that's a great point for conversion optimization. Um. You know, and there's ways to do it like, you know, to we have different levels of packages where, you know, you dip your toe in the water, you know, or you you jump full in. Right. But there's kind of different ways we can structure it so that, you know, you can nudge along and ideally you nudge along a little bit until you know what's working. And right. then you go back and redo the site. And that's a bigger investment, you know. Yeah. So it's well, a flexible process that actually probably doesn't cost as much as you might think it would. Um you know, when you come to realize the, the kind of what it's going to pay back to you. Absolutely. And I'm looking at your conversion rates in these case studies, 64%, 38%. Yeah, I mean, stellar. I mean, you, you get, that means a lot more money into your bank account. And if you're a smart business person, you're reinvesting uh, a large portion, if not all of that, back into more traffic. Let's, hey, let's get more people to this page who will right. instantly right. react to it. Uh, 
and so then they can afford to, you know, use your services on a bigger level. But I think it's awesome that you, you know, make it realistic for people to begin investing in something they know they desperately need and probably falsely feel is out of reach for them. Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Chelsea, uh, I want to respect your time. This has been incredible. Uh, let's do this again, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'd love to, Kevin. Thank you for All having right. me on. Yeah, I appreciate you being on techdivamedia.com. Go check it out. Get these case studies, and we'll talk again soon. Bye, Chelsea. Bye, Kevin. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com, and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.